Hey there, welcome back to Alaris Classroom, presented by Alaris North America. We promote international knowledge and skills circulation by matching global leaders with emerging market organizations, and we are glad to have you today. Hello and welcome to Alaris Classroom. Today we have Guiana with us. Guiana is a Brazilian meditation enthusiast, joy ambassador, and sales leader. She has navigated across different regions, cultures, industries, and functions, inspiring transformation on people. Guiana now leads the key accounts organization at LinkedIn Sales Solutions in APEC, encouraging leaders to embrace virtual selling and a buyer-first approach. Welcome, Guiana. Thank you. Thank you very much. Happy to be here, everyone. Great. So, Gianna, let's share a little bit with the audience. What is your role currently at LinkedIn um, Sales Solutions and uh, what exactly do you do? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question, right? Like nowadays, especially you see so many different job titles on, on LinkedIn, on people's profile, but what they actually mm -hmm. do, right? So that's yes. great. So my role is all about making sure that our team is fully engaged with our most valuable accounts um, mm -hmm. in Asia Pacific. So we are a team based in India, Singapore, and Australia. And we are taking care of these customers and helping them to grow their virtual selling programs mm -hmm. within the region and globally as well. So what is it, right? It is a, yeah. a sales leadership role. So it's all about growth, but especially with the philosophy of LinkedIn, it's all about how to make sure that we are creating value to mm. our customers. So there is a lot of work, not only regarding sales, but a lot of like, how do we enable success to those customers as well? How do we make sure that we create a community within those customers? And, and yeah, again, um, leading from the front when it comes mm -hmm. to have a virtual selling organization. Great. That sounds awesome. So I'm sure a lot of people have heard about LinkedIn and are using it. Yeah. But from the insider's perspective, how is the culture at LinkedIn like? And what are some of the exciting things that you are working on or have worked on at LinkedIn? Yeah, no, the, the culture is fantastic. It's, uh, uh, we have like, I think from the organizations that I worked as well, I think it is definitely an org in which you see the values being lived every day. So values mm -hmm. on LinkedIn is not just something there is on a piece of paper or something that is on the website. Like we really mm -hmm. live the values every day on the conversations that we have both internally, but also with our customers and members and all. So that is fantastic. And I think for everyone like hearing us now, listening to us now, mm -hmm. this is something that we should always prioritize and look for when we're looking for places to work, mm -hmm. how strong values are and how alive mm -hmm. they are in the org. And mm -hmm. projects, wow, there are so many interesting projects on LinkedIn. Um, again, I think when it comes to relationship with customers, I think one of the main things that I love about the work Mm -hmm. is, again, I think I mentioned before, how do we help clients to be successful? Yep. So 
there is a lot of um, emphasis in the work of the sales professionals within LinkedIn that prioritizes the customer. So helping them on the journey, being on the different business lines that we have, but really understanding their business rather mm -hmm. than just trying to sell something. So that is really cool. Um, so again, that is directly related to the role. Mm -hmm. But as you mentioned in my introduction, you know, I'm a meditation enthusiast. Like I love <laughs> all the mindfulness things and all. So mm -hmm. on the side, one of the things that I find most interesting um, on LinkedIn is the opportunity that you have to go for those passions. So LinkedIn mm. for, has, for example, a, a big compassion program. Um, there mm. is a head of compassion. Ooh. So what I, I try to do in my work as well for the Singapore office, I lead activities on mindfulness, there is a program called Wise at Work in which we have weekly meditation sessions and just like reflections around how to be more mindful, but also mm -hmm. overall emotional intelligence at work. So mm -hmm. I love that, that it has been for sure like a plus being uh -huh. in the corporate world, but having that as part of my day to day. Yeah. That sounds very holistic that they care so much about the other aspects besides just the core work that you're doing. And that's yeah. really important for like employee satisfaction and just maintaining your health and wellness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's delve a little bit more into your career path so far. Yeah. Um, I know you switched from uh, FMCG to mining to analytics and market research and now tech. Do you have any advice on switching industries? And out of like all these industries, how do you stand out when you're looking out for a job? Yeah, well, that's, that's interesting, right? Because I think at some point, and, and that's great that nowadays, I think HR functions and leaders in general, they are way more holistic as well when mm. they're doing hiring. I think at some point, if someone was actually looking at my journey, they would say like, oh, does she knows what she wants? <laughs> right? Because it's a very, there is a variety of industries and all, right? Yeah. The way I see it, and that's why I, I made a conscious decision to act in different industries. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I, I really believe that the more exposure you have, to different mm. industries, to the way business work and the different dynamics, mm. you just become better on your judgment calls, on the judgments yeah. that you make every day because you accumulate experience, right? Maybe you mm -hmm. do not even really realize that while mm. you're working, but then when you're put in a situation, when you're put in a new challenge, it almost feels that you've been preparing yourself your entire life for that because you have <laughs> tools. You have tools from different industries, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I value that a lot, especially when we talk about diversity. Mm -hmm. So having, having broad exposure, in my opinion, just helps you to have a way more open-minded, open mm -hmm. mind and be mm -hmm. more open-minded, of course, um, mm -hmm. to different ways of thinking that people would have. So mm -hmm. the way that I, I, I leverage that 
now mm. in tech is mm. that although I am in tech, I am serving customers from different industries as well. Yeah. And having, yeah, and having that firsthand experience that I was on that side before really mm. helps to make a stronger connection, yeah. right? Yeah. True. Okay. So, um, yeah, I guess writing out my question just now, yeah. you know, there are so many applicants especially nowadays is yeah. like pandemic a lot of people are looking for jobs but there aren't that many vacancies do you have any advice on how to stand out in such a situation yeah absolutely i think look there are so many ways that we can position ourselves right i think mm. number one if you're looking for opportunities right now mm. maybe it's a time to use this gap as like a luxury for you and mm. take a step back and reflect if I can design my next role, mm. what, 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 how can I serve an organization best? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what type of roles I would be doing and why, what do I bring to the table? So really mm. taking a step back and doing a self-reflection on, Yep. How, where you can excel, where you can thrive. Mm-hmm. Because when we feel that we are thriving, we feel better and mm-hmm. we deliver more as well. Yeah. Once you take that step back and you identify, okay, I, I think I would be great doing this. This is really what I want. I mean, I am on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. I don't think we need to be only um, limited to positions that are open right now. Mm. I think we can, and there are tools nowadays, so very different mm-hmm. from before, right? Yeah. That you can reach out to people. Mm. So networking is extremely important yeah. and we need to be brave to mm. go and make the first step seeking mm-hmm. to build connections with people. So one thing that I would encourage is that identify people that you feel have the skills or are at that area or that company that you're looking for mm-hmm. and reach out to them and tell your story, like mm-hmm. connect with them, tell your story and be very clear about your ask. Don't just send like, Hey, I'd love, love to have you on my network. Like, no, like <laughs> I found you. I'm really like, I'm in a mission mm-hmm. to be on this department, this is what I think I can bring to the table and to your organization. Can mm. we have a 30 minutes chat next week? Yeah. Be very specific about your ask, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As I see mm-hmm. many people sometimes saying like, oh, you know, but I connect to people, but no one responds and all. <laughs> I think there is, it's very important for us to be very clear yeah. about what we want. And mm-hmm. I, I, I really think that can help. Maybe mm. that person will not have a job for you right now, mm-hmm. or maybe in three months, that person will know someone else that actually has something for you, mm-hmm. or that person will move to another company that will have something for you. Mm-hmm. So it is, well, we, I love to say as well that your vibe attracts your tribe, right? There is a quote mm-hmm. around it, and I really love that. So. You need to create that energy around you and, and yeah, and things will follow you. Yeah. 
totally agree on the network part because just sending out like a two-dimensional CV, it's so difficult to bring out any identity in you. Whereas if you talk to someone, it's almost close to like a first interview, you know. Yeah. So once you get that, then you are much closer to getting yeah. that and and you know what like talking about that as well again because we have social media so you have linkedin i mean there are other channels as well that you can use if you feel you're an expert on something or there is something you're very passionate about there's nothing stopping us nowadays to start creating a brand around it right you can put your thoughts in an article and publish the article right you can find like pieces of news that are related to that and you share and you start engaging with people Mm -hmm. with the topics that really like ticks for you Mm. and again i really believe that that starts creating that that energy and that like expertise around you Mm. and then opportunities will follow yeah Okay, I hope that will be very useful advice for our listeners. <laughs> so, we know that you've done sales in so many different industries, but even though they're different, do you actually see any similarities amongst them? Yeah, yeah. Well, I see similarities on what it takes to actually have, have a client and not a transaction. Mm-hmm. Because transactions are are easy to make, right? Someone needs something and you have something to sell, then you Mm. make a transaction. So now what really makes you building a client and having a client for you and for your organization Mm -hmm. across industries and all, it's really getting to know your customer well. Mm. And that is something that is totally on the control like that the seller can control Mm. so that goes with before having a conversation with that prospect doing research about Mm. their company doing research about their priorities having Mm. an opinion about their business and uh at least like a hypothesis on why do you think you can help and how you serve the challenges that they are having Mm. so i I, I had a director like mm-hmm. years ago that it's so simple, but he would always tell us like every sales call is not about us. It is about the customer. It is mm-hmm. about the customer. <laughs> like we <laughs> spend majority of that time talking mm-hmm. about their business, not about our product. Yeah. And that is very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like a human nature kind of thing too. People just love talking about themselves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like once you just listen and instead of trying to talk over them or just drawing the attention back to yourself, I think it just makes the whole conversation much more pleasant and it's easier to gain that trust and build that rapport. Yeah, and really understand mm-hmm. where you can make an impact you know, again, because what you want to do is that you want to serve the client with something that is really useful for them and then will transform and generate a good result for them. Mm, if we do true. not understand your business, even if you make a sale, but let's say it is something that does not ha- help that client, mm. you actually have someone that will then become 
not something positive for you because probably mm. the customer will not have a good experience after purchasing. Yeah. So on a, it's not just like a nice thing to do. It's a responsible thing to do as well yeah. for the business mm. because then, yeah, yeah, it just doesn't help the reputation of the overall business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So have you always wanted a, a career in sales? How did you start out? And what do you actually like about this role? Yeah. So I, so as you mentioned, right? So yeah, I was mm-hmm. in marketing, analytics and research. My mm-hmm. move to sales was between being market research mm-hmm. and then be, like moving organizations to join their sales org, right? And mm-hmm. the recommendation to start looking at sales actually came from a client, But it was a client in which I was, so I was the project manager Mm -hmm. for their research, um, their research needs, right? Mm -hmm. So I worked with this client in my, in this, that organization, probably for one year, one year and a half, Mm -hmm. I was responsible to manage their products, right? So I was the client facing project manager. I would coordinate the results of the research that we are doing, present mm-hmm. the results for them, understanding mm-hmm. what else we'll be researching about. And mm-hmm. I really loved that job because it was really like making recommendations to them. So how future mm-hmm. would look like, what the research mm-hmm. was saying and all. Mm-hmm. And then that client at some point told me, hey, you know, you're so good, like making us like the recommendations, walking us through what mm. we should do next in the future. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. she was like, have you imagined that maybe you could be doing the commercial part of this job as well? Because yeah. we all get so excited and seduced, like when you are like walking <laughs> us through the results, imagine if you were then like selling what else we should be doing or what else we should be investigating. So that was the first time that um, that was brought up to me. And I started thinking about it. It's like, well, I actually really love that part because mm. again, it is a lot of understanding the customer and yep. then proposing what is best for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the move. So that is that is why I started looking for um, mm. sales roles within mm. research. Started looking mm. at sales, um, and what I love about what I love about the job in sales is. Again, maybe from my profile, you see that I like diversity, right? So yeah, I work yeah. in different industries. And mm-hmm. I think working in sales enables that because mm-hmm. you probably be looking at more than one segment. You'll probably be looking, of course, have more than one client. Mm-hmm. So although you have a unique job, a unique work, mm-hmm. you have exposure to the business of different clients. And yeah. I find that fascinating because mm. then the days, they are so interesting. You're talking about different business challenges that different organizations have mm. and how to help them be successful in their businesses. It, it's very fulfilling, mm. you know, to have that variety mm. of, yeah. of challenges. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So before the client actually 
talk to you about it. Did you consider ever had that flash of thought in your head that you might pick up sales? You know, I haven't. That was so interesting. Like it mm. was, I I haven't, and it was so genuine from that client. And we built, we built mm. a very a very close relationship by working mm. that time together. So when that was brought up to me. I really, I consider, I really consider that, and I took time to think about it because mm. I knew that client knew me really well. Mm. We were working together for a while, and yeah. again, it was just like a chat. But I took mm-hmm. time to think about it, and I, mm. I am thankful that I took it seriously. At least you yeah. think about it, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And for those people who are considering a career in sales, you know there are so many terms surrounding this role, like account manager, business development, customer success, sales consultant. What are like the differences among this? How do you make a distinction among these titles? Yeah, well, yeah, there are many titles in sales. <laughs> there are many titles. Well, I'm not mm. sure if all sales professions would agree with me. At the end of mm. the day, I think they are very to be successful mm-hmm. on those roles. Like the like the skills, the basic skills for me are the same. The difference is where do you mm. focus your energy? Okay, mm. so everything related to creativity, drive, perseverance, being organized, mm. putting your customer first and all, for me, that is extremely important in all those different roles that you described. Right. Then it's just like the emphasis. So, for example, if for, it is for you to be a key account manager, you need mm. to be aware that you'd be spending your time probably in four or five clients. And that's mm. it. And you need to keep following love with those four or five clients and helping them to grow. Whether mm-hmm. if you are in an account executive um, mm-hmm. role, for example, majority of organizations, those would be new business roles. So mm-hmm. what you're doing is going to the market and attracting new clients, mm-hmm. right, to come. So instead yeah. of spending a lot of time in few clients, we mm-hmm. will be spending less time in more clients mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i think it's it's understanding like okay how do i like to spend my day what type of mm-hmm. like the characteristics that you have mm-hmm. of like relationship building or like yeah. focus on less or do you like like the adrenaline right mm-hmm. and they yeah. yeah having a bigger variety mm-hmm. And have you always been in a similar kind of role where you acquire new clients, or have you? I guess right now you are more on the account managing side. Yes. Yeah. 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 I've been all over. <laughs> so <laughs> I work. When I started, I was um, a key account. My first, my first sales role was mm. a key client, key account client consultant. So. I was working specifically with a, a reduced list of clients as well in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Then I I led acquisition teams. Then I'm leading um, key account teams again. So there is a lot of like transferable skills from one area to another. Mm-hmm. If you want to then keep growing as a sales leader. My mm. recommendation is that you really go and you do different types of work, 
within the sales organization. It's just very fulfilling because then as well, when you need to help design and orchestrate a sales organization, if you have firsthand experience doing the different types of work, it is just easier because you are empathetic and you can understand how the different pieces think. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So on a broader kind of topic, do you think there's a difference between having a job versus having a career? <sighs> yeah, I look, I feel, and this is like a, a personal, and it's very strong to me. Mm. I think that a job or the work that you do, it should feel to you that mm. it's your mission. Mm. If it doesn't feel that you are in a mission, that is just not for me. Like that is not, I, I, I take, I, I think I spend, we all, right? We spend so much time at work, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's so much like a, so many hours of our day. Mm -hmm. I don't like to think about work as just having a job. Yeah. Because then you know like uh, but that's that's very personal i know that people mm -hmm. there are some people that they're they do they they feel like that and they are very happy as well so yeah. that's great but for me no I, I like to feel that i am in a mission that i'm contributing for something that is bigger than myself mm. and that just like that just makes me happy super happy mm. so that's number one need mm -hmm. to feel that i am in a mission job for me equals like a mission mm. um now, when we think about a career, I think the main thing is that the majority of people think that career is like a, a, a growth curve that is super like clear and all. Yeah. And I, then that's not the way that I see it. I actually mm. see, and especially from my experience moving from industry to industry, mm -hmm. sometimes you need to take, take a step back, for example, to then take a, a bigger step further, like forward. So mm. it is more like a crazy spiral, <laughs> like, <laughs> but like you go to one place, you go to another, but as long as you know, mm. what are you really trying to achieve? So maybe yeah. what you're really trying to achieve is like that broad expertise, or you're really mm. trying to achieve being an expert in growth. So then it doesn't mm. matter which industry it is, because mm. you're always like working on growth projects on those on those places for mm. example as long as you know that i think that's great mm. that's great now i it's not for me to think like oh i'll have a career in this specific industry i want to grow from this position to this position to this position mm. i think the world is way more modern and dynamic nowadays mm -hmm. yes. that it can afford you to just have way more um, flexibility. flexibility. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maneuver. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I believe your career is really just a case in point. Yeah. Not so much. Yeah. that. Yeah. And and making sure yeah. that experiences that you're having, it's not only about having a job title, but making sure mm. that you are providing yourself with the types of experiences that you want. Mm. No, because like, a you know, a job title can be very beautiful for people <laughs> to look at, 
but then it's like the one that really knows is like what you're doing every day and how do you feel while you're doing it mm. yeah yeah it's hard to look beyond that superficial aspect because you know glamour and prestige is always something that people are after ah yeah. absolutely absolutely mm. so it's it's always like thinking okay and then what is the cost of that Mm. or what else when we say yes to a job mm. we are saying no to another job immediately yeah. so the question is if you are doing something what are you saying no to mm. what are you saying yeah no like that does that make sense yeah that we, totally we, makes sense. yeah yes always opportunity cost yes really. yes yeah to your decisions okay and you've recently became certified as a coach right oh yes yeah and what made you want to become a coach uh because i myself i'm not entirely clear on the concept of a coach what do you think is the importance of coaching and who should go for it yeah absolutely so i mm-hmm. i am a I am super passionate about coaching. Um, the first sales leader that I had in my career, he was very strong on coaching and he mm. accelerated my development and my career so much wow. because he was the type of leader that in the beginning, it was really challenging because I didn't know, yeah. right? So I would yeah. go to him like, oh, this is happening. This is happening with my client. What should I do? Mm. And he would never give me an answer. Never. He would always go like, all right, what are the options that you have? What do you think you should do? Mm. How else do you see the situation? And and at some point I was very stressed. I was like, I just need an answer. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. But um, it really accelerated my growth and the way that mm. I would think. And yeah, he was right. I did have all the answers inside already mm. because... It was very natural to me to do that work, right? Um, So that really, um, I happened to know after that that was coaching. (laughs) And that's what he was doing, right? Um, Right. And I really believe that, yes, coaching is the basis to scale. So it's Mm. the basis to scale a business, is the basis to scale your team, it's the basis Mm -hmm. to like just help people to thrive. Because mm-hmm. what you're doing on coaching is really helping people to just like be the full version of themselves and yeah. be clear about what is their vision about something, what are the mm-hmm. choices that they have, and what are the experiences that they are having. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is beautiful. So I made sure to get certified because I wanted to go through this journey myself. Mm-hmm. So when I am serving teams, when I'm leading teams, I can make sure that I am prepared with the tools to mm-hmm. help that team to, yeah, flourish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. So do you think coaching is for um, senior executives or even people who, who just entered the workforce? Coaching is for everyone. Mm. Coaching is for everyone. And I like, of course, nowadays I apply it more um, in career with the teams that I work and all. Mm. But it's, it's really for everyone. Basically, what you're doing is making sure that you're 
having that space to think and to reflect if you're thinking about life coaching for example right um making sure that you're analyzing your life analyzing the options that you have fully and taking conscious decisions about where you want to go the truth is that as you mentioned because of prestige because of like external factors at the end of the day you get yourself into situations into jobs into decisions that it was not even what you wanted but you just kept going right and that's what i think on the coaching mission we are trying to stop we're really like yeah (laughs) Yeah, making sure that people are conscious and they take ownership of their 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 development. Mm. Yeah, that's a very meaningful job. Yeah. It's interesting that you are doing it. Um, you know, like just it's it goes beyond your job as a sales leader. You really want to empower people and go beyond that. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. So, last question. Uh, you know, when people move to a new workplace, for example, they're trying to establish their presence. Do you have some tips um, on how to make a great first impression? Yeah, how to make a great first impression. I think it's just very important to pay attention on how do we show up mm. at work? How do we show up for meetings? How do we show up for the world? Mm. You know, like how... how how engaged you are with that work that you're doing and the energy that you bring. I think Mm. people do realize that very quickly and it's okay. Am I coming with a negative energy? Am I coming with an open mind? So just be very conscious about, yeah, what are you bringing with you? Especially Mm. now, majority of people that will start jobs, they will start jobs virtually. Yeah, and meeting people virtually so it's Mm -hmm. even more important to be at your best self like Mm. energetic and present not multitasking and all present when you're having interactions with people Mm -hmm. and again now especially that majority of people start remotely right Mm. do invest time even like block time in your agenda and all Mm -hmm. to Look for people that you can connect with in your organization and proactively ask for a 15 chat, 15 minutes chat introduction. Mm. Mm. Even like people that are beyond your team, that are beyond your area, mm-hmm. go and ask because you do not have space for like water cooler conversations anymore. You not yes. be just like finding people around. So mm. you need to make a conscious effort to build your network within the organization. It is Mm. good for you and it is also very good for your employer because the more you are connected internally, Mm. the better decisions you will probably make because you just have more exposure to the business. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, internal connections just even beyond your team, it's so important. Sometimes you just have to work across divisions and having that kind of personal connection just makes works so much easier yeah so i i knew that before some people would have targets like oh every week i'll have at least one lunch a week with someone that i don't know well now that we cannot like have lunch with people like all the time (laughs) maybe it's like okay every week i'll have one scheduled call with someone that i don't know 
That's mm. it. As, so if every week you're meeting someone new, yeah. great. You are, you are already making a big favor for yourself and for your business. Mm. Yeah, that sounds something very doable. It's so easy to schedule something quick. Yeah. These are like daily calls and things like that. Okay, very practical advice, Gianna. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that's the end of our podcast. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to participate. And yeah, great. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you like it, please share with other people. Bye.